Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rachel Abbott and this is The Leader. Today we're giving you some bonus content taken from our business show, How to Be a CEO. An opportunity to hear from the most powerful people behind some of the world's biggest brands. This is a cut down version of the full episode. To hear the full thing, hit the link in the show notes. Find a new episode of How to Be a CEO every Monday morning. And why not give it a rate and follow whilst you're there? Now, let's begin. Becoming a CEO, being your own boss, means getting away from the treadmill of employee work, doesn't it? You've got people to do stuff for you now. It's all long lunches and fancy dinners. No. No, it is not. I do everything that nobody else wants to do, is what I always say. There's like... It's like a circle, full circle. You start as like the junior person, you do everything no one else wants to do, and then you become supposedly the chief neighbor and you still do everything that no one else wants to do. Sarah Fryer is the CEO of Nextdoor, the community platform that connects neighborhoods. You can talk about local events, find lost cats, market your own business. We would call ourselves a community platform. And I think the difference for us is that online to offline connection. So if you join a hiking group on Nextdoor, You do it because you expect to hike with these people versus if I do that on other social networks, I might share, you know, the boots I wear, the how I exercise, what I eat and so on. But I would have no expectation of in real life. And I think that's a really big differentiator that makes us community based. I'm David Marsden from The Evening Standard. And one of the things I find so fascinating behind the interviews we do for how to be a CEO is how they got to be a CEO. The stories can be really interesting and Sarah Fryer is no exception. So when I spoke to her over Zoom at her home in California, I wanted to know what it takes to reach the top of a company like Nextdoor. Actually, the first question I want to ask you is, how did you get to where you are and, and why why i think it was 2018 that you joined next or why did you go that's a company i want to work for? yeah well certainly wasn't a straight shot path um i grew up in the uk i grew up in northern ireland during the troubles i went to university in england i studied engineering and then i did work as an engineer but didn't have a great experience frankly because there wasn't a lot of belonging as a young woman in kind of more hardcore engineering so i became a consultant i went to south africa Uh, Worked on a lot of mining clients, believe it or not. And from there, I jumped across the pond to the US, went to business school, 
joined a bank, um, did research on technology, lived in Silicon Valley, kind of found my home in tech. And then I found my double home realizing I wanted to be an operator, not just an analyst. Um, so a few quick hops, Goldman to Salesforce to Square, and then next door, which was kind of a perfect arc because I realized how much growing up in Northern Ireland community meant everything. And so Nextdoor now allows me to come back and invest in community at scale. Is that then why you, when the position for Nextdoor became available, you thought this is the one for me? Or was it that there was something within the company you thought, do you know what, there's maybe a strength here that's not been used before? What were you thinking when you took off? Yeah. So, I mean, for a start, I was thinking, I don't need another job. I love, I have the best job in the world as a CFO of Square. So when they came a knocking, I was like, hmm, I've been on Nextdoor for a long time as a neighbor. But three things resonated. Number one, the purpose. And today I think we're crisper at saying it. So our purpose is to cultivate a kinder world where everyone has a neighborhood to rely on. And who doesn't want that in the world? And I'm, I find working on purpose-driven things in my life gives me so much energy and so much kind of potency because I want to make it happen. I think the second thing is where you're going. There was definitely, though, this huge business potential that I think we're still scratching the surface of. So we know that 70% of all the spend you'll do in your life will happen within about 10, 15 miles of your home. Now it's a little biased by the fact you buy your home, but you'll buy a car um, and then all your food shopping. And then think about all the services you do around your house. Um, so it's a massive commerce opportunity. The second thing that I saw was this rise of what people now call social commerce, which is a fancy name for number one, people want to trust their community to give them recommendations. So I always say as a mom, I really just want to know what Kathy down the street is doing because she's my oracle. Like, you know, if I need whatever, a babysitter or I need a guy to fix the air conditioner, she always had the person. And that's kind of next door on steroids, effectively word of mouth on steroids. That's what social commerce is. Yeah, I think what is interesting about next door is that potential for small businesses to find the customers who are literally next door, aren't they? Because it's so hard when you're a small business with things like marketing and just letting people know that you exist, but you can go on to this community. It's almost like having, like a, like, like becoming an, an old fashioned town hall crier really, isn't it? You go there, oh yeah, I can, I can do your electrical installation, I can do that. <laughs> totally, hear you, hear you. <laughs> um, that's exactly right. So we actually call that, first of all, instant distribution. So if you're a small business coming to next door, the beauty of it is, you know, if you're in the UK, you've already got one in six households in the United Kingdom is on next door. Thank you all for being great neighbors. And those of you that are not come on board. And in London, it's one in five. So you immediately join and you can talk to all those people who are hyper local to you. And that's important because if you are that plumber, for example, and you know, you want to go on your jobs, you're only going to be able to go as far as you know your, your truck takes you. If you're the coffee shop, people don't drive for miles to get a great, I mean, they might for a great, great cup of coffee, but for day to day, they go hyper local. So number one, you don't have to create followership. You don't have to be a great marketer, frankly. You can kind of learn your craft and what I've always seen with small businesses and local businesses is they're very community forward, right? Yes, they need to sell stuff, you know, to make ends meet, to, to do all the things they want to do in life, but they give back in ways that, you know, just make you so proud of humanity. And I think creating that connection is something that's very special to Nextdoor, right? Hyper-local, 
at scale and the ability to be community minded, um, which I don't think happens on other platforms. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. You are hyperlocal, but you're also global as well. How do you pull that off? So how does that work? <laughs> so I often say, like, I don't know if I would have had the bravery of our founders. Um, one of them is still on my executive team, because you actually have to found each neighborhood, one neighborhood at a time, because it doesn't really help you know, that I live in a great next door neighborhood here in the north of San Francisco, North Bay, it's called. Didn't help my dad when he founded his neighborhood in Cyan Mills in County Tyrone, Northern Ireland. Yeah, he was like, that's awesome. At least I know it might work, but like, so what? So it doesn't have that kind of virality, which to use a good tech term that you find in other platforms. However, what does help is, of course, we have a playbook. We know the things that work. Number one, we know that a neighborhood to come alive on our platform is not only about residents, it's about residents, it's about small businesses that we've talked about, but it's also about those big businesses like um, Asda, the co-op, Battersea Dogs Home, right? These are actually amazing local businesses, even though they're big national, even global brands. It's also about folks like the local mayor, and it might be Mayor Khan in London, who's on the platform, but it might be the local, local mayor, right, in your village or your hamlet, all of these people, the church, right, the, the local charities. So we know how to go broad and bring all those voices in. The final thing we do to keep it very local is we use local moderators. We call them our neighborhood team. And I think, again, that keeps local perspective because there's no way a big kind of U.S.-based tech platform is going to know how your local community functions and what's important to you, the awesome conversations you want to have, but also some of the tough conversations, right? Neighborhoods are places where we really care about things, right? If you need to slow down traffic um, because you have kids playing in a cul-de-sac, right, you are going to be really kind of energized to get the town council to do that. And so there are moments where tough conversations happen, but we feel it can do this in this very constructive but local way. When you take over the running of a company like next door does that company then take on part of your personality if you're looking for something that, that that's kind of you're looking for like a foundation and then and the things that you believe in do you put that onto that company as well or, or conversely does it change you i think it goes both ways for sure a company changes you because it's usually in a humbling way to begin with. Like you start and you think you're like, I know what I'm getting into. And then like 
you know, six weeks in, you're like, oh my God, like, this is like, I'm tugging on a thread and the whole sweater is slowly coming apart. This is not what I expected. Um, on the other side, yes. I mean, that is part of having a point of view about what the company can be in the world. It's why I think it's really important to be a power user of your own products. My team knows I am on Nextdoor all day, every day. I've met amazing people on the platform. And as I go around the world, the ability to meet amazing neighbors just always stands out. And it's like my favorite thing to do. Um, the UK is full of them. Um, the people that did things during the pandemic, right? The people who created meals for elderly neighbors. Um, the people, there's this wonderful story of Jan and Nuneaton. And so she gets employed to iron this older man's clothes. And she realizes over the course of ironing for him, for many months that actually it's not the ironing. His wife had passed away and he was so lonely and her showing up once a week to iron and chat, have a cup of tea with him. He later told us, cause actually he nominated her to be kind of our, um, one of our amazing neighbors um, when we do um, neighbor awards. He said, she saved my life. Cause I was actually thinking about, you know, dark, dark thoughts, like suicidal thoughts. And just having that once a week and, and now they have a whole group and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, you really realize you can change people one person at a time. And, you know, that is an amazing thing to get to put your fingers into the pie of. That was Sarah Fryer, CEO of Nextdoor. Now, new episodes of How to Be a CEO drop every Monday morning. Search for it on your podcast provider.